Happy Monday morning. Hello, humans. Hello, humans of Minnesota and the world, because, well, this we can get this across the world. Hello, this is Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio. How are you on this Monday morning, this first Monday of autumn 2018? Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, I am not ready. I am not ready. I am not ready. As if that will make any difference. Hello, I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you for allowing me to occupy a portion of your brain on this Monday morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me and you're new to the station, sorry, regular listeners, you know what's coming next. My name is Ellie Krug. I am a radio host on this lovely station, AM 950, and let me tell you how much I believe in this station. But um, you are listening to what sounds like a man's voice, and that's because I'm one of the relatively few transgender radio hosts in the world. Regular listeners, at this point, you can almost just say that along with me. But I need to say that because I'm neurotic, and it helps explain where we're at, and now we're done. Okay, our show today... Well, generally, LE 2.0 radio is about idealism, what I call practical idealism, about trying to make the world a better place, about what does it mean to be someone who believes in the goodness of humans and the power of humans to change things that are not right. That's what this show is about. And... Um, we, we highlight uh, uh, an idealist for our first segment, our second segment, the big interview. Oh, my gosh. So today our theme is about thinking big. And um, we have a great big interview with Dr. Mark Goulston from California who's going to talk about what it means psychologically or physiologically, excuse me, to be idealistic. And then he's going to talk about um, some of his work. And if you've never heard of him before, you're going to want to know more about him after the big interview. And then my last segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about my work and an experience I had with talking to somebody about thinking big. That is our theme today. And so beginning with thinking big, let's talk about an idealist who at eight, by age 37 has accomplished a much, 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 and who has seemingly always thought big. I am talking about Jose Antonio Vargas, the author of the forthcoming book that will come out in the middle of September. I've already ordered it. His book uh, coming out is titled Dear America, Notes of an Undocumented Citizen. Some of you may be familiar with Jose Antonio Vargas, but I'm going to guess that many of you are not. He was born in the Philippines and came to the United States at the age of 12 in 1993 to live with his grandparents, who were also Filipino but naturalized citizens. Jose discovered that he was undocumented um, when he applied to get a driver's license at age 16. Um, the people at the driver's license bureau told him that his documents were fraudulent. And it was at that point that Jose um, Antonio Vargas learned and began to live as an undocumented human in the United States, an undocumented immigrant. Um, Jose is a writer and journalist. He got his start in journalism in high school with an internship at the Mountain View California Voice. So the Mountain View Voice in, in California, I've been to Mountain View quite a bit lately to do my, my work. Later, he landed a copyboy job at the San Francisco Chronicle, and from there he worked his way to the Washington Post and then the Huffington Post. His real mark began in April of 2007 while he was at the Washington Post because he was part of a team of reporters who covered the horrific Virginia Tech shooting. And he obtained... Um, Jose was the one who obtained the only uh, eyewitness, or at least the first eyewitness account, that, um, and he did that by way of Facebook. So what he was doing in 2007 was using social media before it was really beginning, to, before it took off and was being used by everybody. And he used that as a reporter, and he used that effectively, and in fact... The Washington Post team that covered Virginia Tech was awarded a Pulitzer Prize for reporting. Not too bad to get a Pulitzer Prize, I think, at age 26. Pretty good. In 2009, Jose joined the Huffington Post, and that came about because Jose had been at a Washington Press Club Foundation dinner. He was living in D.C., where someone mistook him, 
Jose for a busboy at this dinner. And when that happened, um, the founder of the Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington, saw it happen. She went over to him then afterwards and introduced herself. And from there, he parlayed that into a job at the Huffington Post. All of this would be remarkable for any person, let alone someone who is undocumented. But in keeping with our theme of thinking big, Jose Antonio Vargas has not sat back. Instead, as an idealist and social social justice activist, he's pushed boundaries. For one thing, Jose is gay. He's openly gay. I just didn't out him there. He's openly. He came out in 1999 while a high school senior. And let me remind you, in the 90s, coming out as gay was very dangerous and tricky. Much trickier than it is in 2018. As a gay man, he wrote articles on the AIDS epidemic, and then he co-wrote and produced a film based on those articles, a film titled The Other City, which premiered in 2010 at Tribeca, the Tribeca Film Festival, and then later showed on airtime. Again, this is a young man doing this. Five years later, in 2015, he directed and starred in a new documentary, White People, which is about white privilege. That film aired on MTV. By far, Jose Antonio Vegas's most profound big thinking has happened around the topic of advocating for undocumented foreign-born persons. In this way, he's been highly altruistic because he's been public about his undocumented status. Let me say that again. He has been public about his undocumented status in the age of Donald Trump. This began, um, he started talking about publicly about being undocumented in a big way because he wrote about it in a 2011 essay um, in the New York Times Sunday Magazine. Talk about a big splash and about talking about something that could get you arrested and then kicked out of the country. In 2011, he, he founded a nonprofit. Again, this young man called Define America, the name of the nonprofit, and it's a nonprofit focused on um, furthering the conversation about immigration issues. Part of that was how he used he he part of that of his work with Define American of Define American, excuse me, part of his work with this nonprofit was raising the bar, the conversation about using the phrase illegal immigrant, quote illegal immigrant, unquote. And what he did is he started talking to news media organizations about their use of that phrase and asked that they not do that. He was able to convince at least the Associated Press to stop using that phrase and to go instead with undocumented immigrant. In 2013, he wrote and produced a film, Documented. The title of the film is Documented, colon, a film by an undocumented American. And that, that aired on CNN. A year later, in 2014, Jose went to McAllen, Texas, to support Central American migrants. He had a film crew with, a film crew with him from Define American, um, and they interviewed undoc- undocumented immigrant minor children. As he was leaving the Rio Grande Valley, he was stopped by the U.S. Border Patrol and arrested because of his undocumented status. However, because he did not have a criminal history, he was later released that day. That would be your catch and release that we're hearing about today that is supposedly so horrific. Now, you can imagine if he was arrested today, if, if Jose Antonio Vargas was arrested today, that the outcome would be quite different. However, you know, what he has done is by thinking big, he's, done, he's built some insulation for him because Jose Antonio Vargas has a lot of big friends in big places. With his new book now, Dear America, Notes of an Undocumented Citizen, he will no doubt continue the conversation about undocumented immigrants. You know, when I think of Antonio, um, excuse me, Jose Antonio Vargas, you know, when I think of him, I'm thinking of bravery and fearlessness. Apparently, I'm not the only one doing that because um, in Mountain View, California, he's had an elementary school, a brand new elementary school named after him. 
I mean, the man is not even 40 years old, and he has a school named after him. Jose Antonio Vargas, Pulitzer Prize winner, nonprofit founder, filmmaker, idealist, who is thinking big. Antonio, please keep doing what you're doing. Please keep speaking out. Please keep using your imagination. Please keep showing up. And most of all, please keep reminding us that we are all humans, that we are all interconnected, and that no one, no one is alone. We aren't. That's what this show is about, folks. Talking about idealism and idealists. When we come back from our break, we are going to talk with Dr. Mark Goulston, um, a, a psychiatrist as well as a neuropsychologist, about what it means to be idealistic and about how people can come into your life and make all of the difference. You're listening to me, Hilly Krug, on Hilly 2.0 Radio. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Hello, humans. It's Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many know that I have a diversity and inclusion company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I want to share about a speaking event I'll be hosting on Monday, November 5th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Loft Literary Center in Minneapolis. I'll be giving my gray area thinking talk on how to be welcoming to others. I'd love for you to join me. Go to elliekrug.com and look at the Human is Human public events page for more. Please come and please tell others. See you then. Being a dog is awesome, except when you really got to go, but you're stuck inside. That's why I had my human call the urban dog. Daily walks, field trips, play groups, one-on-one time, safe off-leash play, and pet sitting. I love being an urban dog. The urban dog works with your schedule and can create a plan that fits your needs. The urban dog. Exercise, explore, socialize. Let the journey begin. Call 651-231-6333. That's 651-231-6333. <laughs> At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education, and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging, and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. Margaret Wheatley said, there is no more powerful way to initiate significant social change than to start a conversation. When a group of people discover that they share a common concern, that's when the process of change begins. On October 16th, you can be part of that change. Engage in the conversation at an incredible event. The Minnesota Women's Press Conversations, using our voice and vote. With midterms right around the corner, how we lobby, influence, and campaign, especially with people who have different views, has never been more important. So go to womenspress.com to register now. Oh, and Patricia Torres-Ray and Nakima Levy-Armstrong will be in a keynote conversation with each other. And in addition, all of us will mobilize through incredible breakout conversations. October 16th, from 4.30 to 8.30 in St. Paul at Carondelet Center, using our voice and vote. Register at Women's Press.com. That's womenspress.com. See you there. Back on AM 950 on LE 2.0 Radio. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I think I could have talked all morning about Jose Antonio Vargas and the incredible work that he is doing. Hard to believe. Only 37 years old and thinking big. 
And talking about thinking big, it's now time for our big interview. And on the line, I have uh, Dr. Mark Golston from California. Um, Dr. Golston, how are you? I'm fine, Ellie. Good morning to you. Welcome to Ellie 2.0 Radio. I am thrilled to have you. And um, I always love to call people by their first name. So can I call you Mark or Dr. Mark? Is that all right? Uh, Mark is good. Okay. All right. So, Mark... Um, welcome to LE 2.0 Radio. You are um, a psychiatrist uh, by trade, but you're also a, a writer, an author, a speaker. You've got all kinds of blogging going on, and this is not your first rodeo in terms of being on the radio or on media. Can you tell us a little bit about you? What is it that you you do? Because I have you here for a specific reason to talk about idealism, and I you'll fit my you'll fit my mold. I know, but let's hear what you do. Well, what I do now is I go around the world and I teach the world to listen to each other. I've written seven books and I'm humbled by how well they've been received. I wrote a book called Just Listen, which became the top book on listening in the world. And I speak around the world basically uh, helping people to not just listen to, but listen into people. uh, Which is very different. And I think you listen into your guests because... You drill into their big idea, their big dream, their big picture, and most of the world does not listen to people that way. Well, thanks for that. Um, I mean, you are, you have quite a footprint, um, and um, and and I'm just uh, very very impressed. But you started out, um, if I have this right, um, in Massachusetts. You and I have some commonality about Boston. And um, and you went to medical school at uh, BU, which, of course, is a, a great rival to Boston College, but we won't need to get into that. But you went to medical school at BU, and then you, you found out while you were in medical school what it meant to be human. And can you talk about that, and can you share how that may have shaped the way that you went forward in the world? Because this is about well, idealism, and you are an idealist, so go on. Well, it shaped everything. I'm giving away my age, but I went to undergraduate school at UC Berkeley in the 60s, so you can figure out the math. But what was uh, in vogue was to be uh, cynical and sarcastic and to not believe anything. In fact, if you believed anything, you were foolish. Unfortunately, we're heading towards that again, and I'm so glad for your show. Uh, So what happened is I went to medical school, and I think my biggest accomplishment in life, at least personal, is I dropped out of medical school twice and finished. And I dropped out not to see the world, but I dropped out because I believe I had untreated depression. So what happened is I was highlighting all my books in yellow and not being able to retain what I read. So I took a leave of absence, worked in blue collar jobs. and I, I romanticized them. They, they was, I still think about those are the best jobs I ever had because I just Uh, I I worked putting uh, displays into bars and liquor stores, and at 5 p.m. I was done. So um, I I still look at the simplicity of it, and I met great barkeeps in South Boston. Uh, Then I came back, and my mind worked for about three months, and then it all came back again. So I asked for another leave of absence, but I didn't realize that the uh, medical school loses money when someone takes a leave of absence. So to make a long story short, I met with the dean of the school who cares about money. Don't remember that. And I think I was at a low point. I don't know that I was considering, you know, offing myself, but I was at a low point because I came from a background that said, you're only as good as what you produce or do. And I get a call from a Irish Catholic uh, Boston dean of students, Dean William McNary, and he called me up and he said, uh, Mac, this is Mac. Better get in here, Mac. Mac, you better get in here. I got a letter from the other dean, Mac. So I go in there and I read the letter from the other dean. And it says, I've met with Mr. Goulston, uh, talked about a different career, perhaps the cello. That's how in touch the other guy was. I'm advising the promotions committee that he'd be asked to withdraw. And I'm at a low point. Uh, Right, you don't need that, that's for sure. Yep. And I'm at a low point, which means, and in my suicide work, a low point means you feel like you're going 
down and you're not coming back. And I said, what does this mean? He says, Mac, you've been kicked out. And what happened is it felt like a gunshot wound. I kind of folded over and, uh, and it was my good fortune that all my cynicism and sarcasm had left me. And also I wasn't pathetic. I just, I, I kind of folded over and I felt my cheeks and I thought I was bleeding from my eyes. So I kind of see this as a resurrection almost. And, and then this is what this angel, and I believe is an angel and I'm not that religious, this is, what, this is what this angel said to me, and I come from a background that says you're only as good as what you can do. He said, Mac, uh, you didn't screw up, but you are screwed up. But if you got unscrewed up, I think the school would be glad they gave you a second chance. So I start crying with the kindness. And then he says, Mac, and even if you don't get uh, unscrewed up, even if you don't become a doctor, even if you don't do anything the rest of your life, I'd be proud to know you. Because you've got a streak of goodness in you that mm. we don't grade in med school. And you don't know how much the world needs that goodness. And you won't know it till you're 35. But you got to make it till you're 35. And, and then he said, look at me. Because I couldn't look at him. I was too busy crying. And he said, you deserve to be on this planet. And you're going to let me help you. Oh. So it flipped, it flipped everything, Ellie. So I think I might have gone down for the count. Yeah. And if he had said... Call me if I can help you. I never would have called them. And so it's, it's, that's my understanding of where people go when they're suicidal, where they just start to plummet. They lose hope. And right. they feel the next step is they're going to just fall apart. But before I hit that next step, he saw a future value and goodness in me that I didn't see. Plus, he stood up for me at his own peril against the school. I mean, he was just an anatomy instructor. And he, he arranged an appeal for me to the promotions committee. So all that taken together, uh, it changed something in me. It flipped the switch. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Ellie, when, when, a, when an angel enters your life to save your life, <laughs> it changes who you are, but you are compelled to pay it forward. So that's what I'm currently doing now in my, in my push to uh, to prevent suicide and, and give hopeless people hope and teach other people to do that for them. Well, and when we come back from our break, I want to talk about that work. And um, I also want to talk, you know, a little bit about, to the extent that you can, the physiology that goes with being an idealist. Because I've got to tell you, as an idealist, I, I have um, this thing that just won't leave me alone but we're going to have to wait till we come back from our break and talk about that this is ellie krug with ellie 2.0 radio we've been talking with dr mark gulston from california about the the makings of him as an idealist if you like what you hear visit my website at elliekrug.com or email me at elliejkrug at gmail.com i love hearing from my listeners and um thanks so much for listening we'll be back in a second thank you At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. The 54th Nobel Conference, Living Soil, a Universe Underfoot, is happening October 2nd and 3rd at Gustavus Adolphus College. The Nobel Conference invites participants to consider the vast diversity and complexity of soil and to ponder the challenges we face in protecting this most fundamental resource. Join 4,000 people on campus for one or both days to experience the presentation and Q&A sessions or watch the live stream. Some of the discussion questions the Nobel Conference will address include what is soil health and what processes sustain health 
healthy soils? What interactions connect the living entities in the soil? And how do those interactions shape natural systems? And how will climate change affect soils? New to this year's conference is that you can buy two tickets and get one free when you use the discount code FRIEND. Again, that's the 54th Nobel Conference, Living Soil, a Universe Underfoot, on Tuesday, October 2nd and Wednesday, October 3rd at Gustavus. Find a list of speakers, the schedule, and registration at gustavus.edu slash nobelconference. That's gustavus.edu slash nobelconference. Branding Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, microneedling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be partly sunny with a high near 73. Tonight is mostly cloudy with a low around 50. Tomorrow will be mostly cloudy with a high near 61. Wednesday sunny with a high near 59. And Thursday partly sunny with a high near 60. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is Minnesota's first green cemetery with a passion and dedication to celebrating life and protecting our environment. Ashes can be buried in an urn with seedlings, ultimately coming back to life as a glorious tree. More information at mngreengraves.com. Back on AM 950, LE 2.0 Radio, that would be me, Ellie Krug. How are you, listeners? And we have on the line, um, I'm interviewing um, from California, Dr. Mark Goulston, a psychiatrist, uh, the author of a book, uh, Just Listen, which is ranked number one of all in six different Amazon and Kindle categories, translated into 14 languages. And before we broke, Mark, we were talking about your experience in Boston, an angel coming into your life, someone who helped flick a switch for you that changed the trajectory of your life, the way that you were going to view and go forward in the world. And so my question for you, doctor of psychiatry, what is it about idealists that set us apart? Why, is it, why are some people idealistic? And why are some people, our theme today is about thinking big, why are some people willing to do that big thinking um, in order to make the world a better place? Well, I'm also a neuroscientist, and so I like to explain things uh, by neuroscience, and I'll try and make it uh, not too... Uh, without too much jargon, that's because I want to get buy-in from all the naysayers who feel this stuff, including idealism, is just too soft. So I'm going to hit you with my best shot. Okay. So, uh, so, so what goes on in our head when we're stressed is we have an adrenal hormone called cortisol, and cortisol goes way up. And what happens when cortisol goes up, way up and we're stressed there's something in our middle brain, in the emotional part of our brain, called an amygdala. And the amygdala hijacks us <clears throat> into our lower brain. And in fact, if they do MRIs, people who are stressed and distressed, the blood flow is left to their prefrontal cortex, and it's going to their survival middle brain and lower brain. That's, where, that's, where, that's where a fight-or-flight response kicks in, right? That's, that's exactly. And so they're not able to think because they're not having blood flow going to the thinking part of their brain. But what most people don't know is that the antidote to high cortisol is oxytocin, which is uh, the bonding hormone. It's what, and at its peak, it's what causes mothers to bond and love these screaming infants that keep them up all night. And, and what's interesting is when oxytocin goes up, Cortisol goes down, 
people's fight or flight amygdala hijack calms down, blood flow goes to their upper brain, and they're able to consider options. One of the reasons that female energy, uh, 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 people with that often live longer than uh, masculine energy is that masculine energy, when it's under stress, has high cortisol, pulls away, gets a little bit paranoid because they're vulnerable, and then they come back and they attack a problem, but their cortisol level stays high, and the cortisol over time breaks down nerve membranes. I, uh, you know, so people I, who are, right, go ahead, sorry. So people who are, and I'm not going to get into politics, but people who are into power for long term, uh, their brain cells are being broken down by the high cortisol level, and what happens with female energy is they uh, they know that if they can feel felt, if they can be feel close to someone, what happens is, uh, and that's why uh, female energy, when it talks, really doesn't want to have a solution or advice. It wants to not just feel understood, but feel felt. My book, Just Listen, and my work with suicidal patients for 20 years, none of whom killed themselves, the secret was getting to where they were and feeling, helping them to feel felt, which is, which is what the dean of students did in the first segment we talked about. He just got right into my, what I call despair, meaning feeling unpaired with reasons to live, hopeless, helpless, worthless, powerless, meaningless, pointless. And when you keep someone company uh, and, and you bond with them, their oxytocin goes way up, their cortisol goes down, and they begin to be able to think again. And I think all idealists uh, have a lot of oxytocin going in them. So in other words, they, they truly care and feel for their fellow human beings. Uh, and, and that connection to humanity uh, helps fuel their idealism. Well, and so... so- everything i love it i love what you've just described and you've done it in a really easy to understand <clears throat> excuse me understand way and you know i ha- you know part of my work what i do as my listeners know is that i go and speak about human inclusivity across america and you know we diversity is about numbers but my definition of inclusivity is just the extent to which a human feels that they matter, that they matter to an organization that they are employed by or that they're affiliated with or, you know, a group of humans generally, that they just feel as if they matter. And, and, and it's that mattering that helps, you know, I think, connect everybody. And so um, you've just given us a little bit of a, of a um, uh, chemical and, and uh, physiological explanation for some of of mattering, if you ask me, that would be my layperson um, interpretation. So, thank you. Talk to me, will you, yep. ab- about one of the things that you've done in order to connect humans with each other, um, and which which I absolutely love is you've gone you've gone to Russia, to you know this place that we have um, um, many Americans have a very negative view of um, and fear about. And but you've gone there to speak, and can you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah, uh, there, it went so well. In fact, it was my best and most receptive audience. There were 450 members of the Russian Federation. Now these are managers; these are not political people. Uh, and uh, what and year? So what well year, uh, Mark? Had, what year was this? It was last October. Okay, great. Thank and you. And it went, it, went, it went so well that they made a highlight reel. And if you look up Moscow, Goulston, G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N, YouTube, you'll see the three-minute highlight reel. It's in Russian with uh, English subtitles, except for a segment where you actually hear me speaking. But here was the secret, and I'm going to be writing more on this. When I went there, against everybody's advice... When I met the audience, I I assumed innocence and I assumed goodwill. I thought 
they're not coming there to spend a day and a fair amount of money. These were not, these were not cheap tickets. And I spoke for a whole day. Uh, they're not coming there just to prove that here's another American know-it-all blowhard idiot. <laughs> and in fact, at the beginning, and, and here, and now I do this now, wherever I speak. And if you speak to other audiences, I encourage you to use it. I said, uh, I think it's good to find uh, to really get where the other person's coming from before you connect with them. So let me tell you where I think you're coming from. So there's 400 managers listening listening to me in in real time Russian. So I'm being translated spontaneously by some uh, amazing person who could do that. All right. So let me see if I get where you're coming from. If your managers. Uh, you're charged with getting results through other people. You don't do it yourself. You got to get results through other people. Is that true? And they go, duh. <laughs> and I said, secondly, the reason you're here is your way of getting those results. If you're pushy and you're domineering, gets results, but it doesn't get the best results. Plus you and they are stressed out. Is that true too? Oh, duh. And then third, I said, if I can give you tips, tools, and tactics that are doable by you today. You don't have to buy a course. There's no upsell here. You don't have to buy the rush of the book up front. But if I can give you uh, 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 ways that are doable by you today, you don't have to like psychology or insight. Uh, and it makes uh, and it gives you a better way to get those results that's less stressful. Would this have been worth your time and money? And they go, oh, da. <laughs> so, so I had them at hello. But the key is getting where the other person comes from. And, uh, and I'll share something with you because you talk about humanity. There was an exercise I did. Uh, and plus they said at the beginning to me, you know, don't do any interactive stuff. You know, Dr. Goldstein, you're a thought leader. And I said, that's all I do. So for six hours, I was interacting with them. And there was an exercise. I said, look at the partner next to you and talk, look into each other's eyes and talk about something you're excited about. So they did that. And I said, what was that like? And they said, oh, that was really exciting. That was good. I said, give me a few examples from that. And they did. I said, now go back and look at the person next to you and, uh, and mention something you're really embarrassed about. And I'll go first. So there I am on the stage. And I said, something I'm excited about is... I'm trying to teach the world to listen to each other, and I get to do it in Moscow to the Russian Federation. That is off the wall crazy. I'm excited. And I said, something I'm embarrassed about is I'm a name dropper and a show off, and I get away with it because I know people that are impressive. But every time I do it, I feel like I'm bragging. I'd like to say it's a work in progress, but I'm getting worse. <laughs> Well, what so you, I said that. Yeah, go on. And, well, let me. I'll finish it. And and so they did the exercise, uh, and I called some people out. You know, what did you share? And I said, what was that like? And Ellie, it flexed the room, and they said it was better. And I said the reason it was better is because the first exercise, you got a burst of something called dopamine. Uh, maybe even a little adrenaline because you all talked about something you were excited about, but you can get that at a video game. You can get that anywhere else. But the second exercise, you all got bathed in oxytocin. And if any of you feel disconnected from yourself, disconnected from other people, alone and lonely, you just got a four-minute break from it. And you could just feel the whole audience. You could just feel them go, whoa, whoa, that's... That's off the that's off the that's off the wall. That insight. So, so Mark, I'm going to interrupt you because we're just about running out of time. I mean, I could listen to you all day as well. Um, part of what I'm hearing from you is about vulnerability, and that's something that I talk about. Is that vulnerability draws and pulls people together? And so, you know, maybe Brene Brown's um, talk about vulnerability is your talk about oxytocin. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to uh, give you a chance. If, if listeners want to find out more about you, give them a, a website or two to go to. Could you do that quickly? Sure. My main website is markgoulston.com, M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. You'll see a clip from the Russian video. I'm doing a big push on suicide, and if you go to Twitter, I have a, uh, a tweet posted in which uh, 
1.3 million impressions uh, have, have come by, and it's about people sharing the people they've known who have killed themselves and their own thoughts about it. Okay. Well, and and maybe sometime I'll have you back to talk about suicide. You know, I'm a, I'm a suicide survivor myself, my father in 1990. Mark, I just, I, we're, we're running out of time, and I'm sorry about that, but I have so much enjoyed talking with you. I have really enjoyed it. And thanks so very much for being on LE 2.0 Radio. Well, thanks for having me, Ellie. Oh, you're welcome. We've been talking to uh, Dr. Mark Goulston from California, who is a um, speaker and writer about um, human c- connectivity, about listening. When we come back from our break, we'll do the C-slot, um, where I'll talk a little bit about my work. Listeners, I'm always trying to give you the best. Thanks so very much. We'll be back in a minute. Hello, humans. It's Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many know that I have a diversity and inclusion company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I want to share about a speaking event I'll be hosting on Monday, November 5th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Loft Literary Center in Minneapolis. I'll be giving my gray area thinking talk on how to be welcoming to others. I'd love for you to join me. Go to elliekrug.com and look at the Human is Human public events page for more. Please come and please tell others. See you then. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years. Celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, microneedling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. It's a good day to be indigenous. Native Earths Radio presents I'm Awake. Our weekly Native American talk radio show will discuss national and local Native American news and events. Local and national guests will help us keep current with Mother Earth, tribal, and Twin City issues. Native American issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with our struggles, victories, and achievements. Listen Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am awake. At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. on AM 950. You're listening to me, Ellie Krug, on Ellie 2.0 Radio. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Mark Goulston. You know, I literally, I could talk to that man all day, and um, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And what you did not hear on the air, um, but he did uh, off the air, is he offered to mentor to me, which I thought was extremely kind. Very kind. You know, um... I mean, he kept saying that he was 70. Well, I'm 61, so I'm not that far behind, but I will take whatever help I can get because uh, we idealists do need to stick together. So here we are 
the last segment of the show, the C block. And this is where I talk about my experience as a practical idealist. The station owner has, um, <clears throat> excuse me, regular listeners, you know that I say this as well. Station owner has said, Ellie, we want you to talk about your work. And so let me do that. Remember, our theme today is about thinking big. All right, so I've got two things to share about uh, this theme of thinking big. The first is a conversation I had a couple of weeks, oh, maybe three weeks ago, with a black Muslim woman, a lawyer. Um, we'll just call her B. Um, she's in her late 30s, maybe just barely 40. And, um, uh, and like our focus on idealist Jose Antonio Vargas, she is somebody very well respected um, in her field. And she's, you know, again, like Jose Antonio Vargas, very young and very, um, very accomplished. And I got to, I, I've known her for some time, but I got to work with her um, earlier this year on a panel where there were multiple speakers. She was one of them. And I watched her handle um, a couple of very difficult questions. And as she did that, I said, boy, she is smooth. And, and I've got to tell you, I mean, I'm always watching to see how good other speakers are. And, um, and I don't see that many that impress me, trust me. Um, but when I saw B um, handle herself, I thought, oh, yeah, she know, she's, she's good. She's very, very good. So three weeks ago over coffee, we were catching up with each other. I mean, we are friends. Um, and she told me that she was considering uh, to about applying to be a judge. So again, she's an attorney. And if she, she did apply to be a judge, she would become Minnesota's very first Muslim judge. But she's hesitating because um, she's concerned about uh, drawing undue attention um, to herself and... Um, and and in our atmosphere we are where we are right now i don't think i need to define what that undue attention would be more than just saying that saying that phrase undue attention however you know as i spoke about in the first segment of our show about antonio vargas um and excuse me jose antonio vargas boy i'm sorry about that i i talked about you know bravery and courage and i oh she's got it there's no question about it and as we sat over coffee and she was relating this to me, um, you know, I said to her, think big. You need to think big. Um, and that she does need to apply to be that judge. Because thinking big is important. You know, if we don't have big ideas, if we don't have big goals, um, nothing will change. It just won't. And, you know, people, I mean, we have, we can go into the psychology of why people don't think big. You know, we've got that fear of, of failing. We've got that fear of thinking the imposter, how could I ever do that? I'm not good enough to ever get there to do that. Um, you know, we've got the fear of attracting unwanted attention, as I just said. And so we don't think big. big. And when we don't think big, um, things don't change. They don't. Sometimes they go backwards because we're not willing to think big to work our way out of a particular problem. And so um, that was my advice to her. I hope that she gets it. I hope that she takes that advice. Um, I also told her that I was there for her and she wanted to talk about it ever further. Um, that would be just fine. So B, um, if you are listening, go for it. Please do. Minnesota needs you. Actually, the country needs you. Not to put any pressure on you, but we need you. We need you to show up as your idealistic self who can handle just about any situation because I saw you do that. All right, my second item today in this C-slot is about my big thinking. So last week I talked about struggling with the decision whether to hire an assistant, whether to risk some of my financial security for the purpose of my idealism. You'll recall that probably way too much honesty on my part, um, but I'm here to report to you that I actually did hire that assistant. I did. 
and uh, Vera is her name, and she has a great background in event planning and, um, and some background in social media and background all around in other things. And she's going to help me think big. And along those lines of thinking big, um, one of the things that I am going to start doing, assuming it all works, is I'm going to start being start doing public events where the public is invited to my talks, to my inspirational messaging about how to make the world a better place, about how we can get along with each other better. So heretofore, um, what a big phrase that is, Ellie. Um, when I do my work, I'm invited to like groups, closed what I call closed loops, where you know businesses or organizations or colleges or universities, where you've got to be part of that membership, a part of that group, in order to hear me speak. Not open to the general public. There've been a few times where I've spoken to the general public. I mean, last year, the city of Bloomington, God love you, city of Bloomington, you invited the public to come and listen to my gray area thinking talk and a talk on Transgender 101, and I think that that was very well received. We have over 100 people in attendance. Um, but we, I do that very rarely. I'm going to try and change that. And so if you like this show, if you like my work, if you like what I stand for, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and see me in person. So stay tuned. We're working on those dates. Um, we're working at least on the first date on a location, hopefully in the Twin Cities. So there you go. All right. Well, we've got another show under our belt here. Um, I hope that you are listening or, excuse me, enjoying LE 2.0 Radio. I would love to hear from you. at LA, Write to me at lejkrug at gmail.com. Let me know what you think or visit my website at lejkrug.com or tell others about uh, this work or contact me and we'll get you on the mailing list for the Ripple. I need to give a big thanks to our sponsors, the Pride Institute, which is a drug and alcohol residential and outpatient recovery center, and Brending Electrolysis. Tell Bev that I sent you. She does such great work. Yes, she's in St. Paul, but my goodness, she is well worth the drive. We'd love more sponsors. And I need to give a big thanks to Brett Johnson, my producer, who I, I just adore. And to you, my listeners, thank you for tuning in on every Monday. Thank you for putting up with me and my flubs. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>